Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. WGM. We go to our pal, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Happy Southside Irish Parade Day to you, my friend. You too, Dean. You you must have a great view of the river too. I would imagine. I can, there, I right? can practically taste the green in my mouth. <laughs> We're so close to, yeah. The, and the river is still Kelly Green. It has not dissipated at all. Uh, I presume all that's safe. I don't know if it's food dye or or what they they do, but I, I would presume they wouldn't be putting anything dangerous in the water. You know, just to uh, turn it green, but. You, just, you want to see the, uh, the Green River. It's very much uh, still there today. Uh, on this uh, day that we spring ahead one hour, uh, Dr. Most, how are your circadian rhythms doing today? Yeah. You know, Dean, today won't be a bad day, mainly because it's, it's a Sunday, right? You know, you woke up whenever you really wanted to. Uh, the biggest day is going to be this week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, really through probably the next two weeks as your body kind of gets used to this shock of how we've changed the circadian rhythm in all of our uh, systems. So what does that mean exactly, changing our circadian rhythms? Is Is that our body clock? Yeah, exactly. It's our body clock, and our body clock isn't set by a clock. So it's not our watch or it's not any clocks that you have in your car. It's actually sunlight and sunset. So our body gets used to when the sun is going to rise and when it is going to set. It wakes us up in the morning. It makes us more alert. And then in the evening, as it gets darker, it sets us to a point of now it's time to go to sleep. So we get used to the small changes, the incremental changes of a minute or two, you know, as we change. But it's the shock at this time of the year where now it is going to be darker, longer in the morning so that you're not going to have that message to your body hey, it's time to get up, and hey, it's time to start making more hormones. And then in the evening, as the light goes on, it's not telling our body, hey, it's time to wind down to go to sleep. Is that what my body is doing when I'm waking up? It's it's like, get up, time to make some hormones? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The sun is telling you, hey, you know what? Time to get up, time to make hormones, time to start working. And your body is now starting to get ready for the day. And it's really, it's triggered by sunlight. Um, so when we're dark an hour longer in the morning, it really makes it difficult for the body. It eventually will catch up. It'll take about, you know, some people a week, some people two weeks. Um, but certainly the biggest thing is that when that alarm goes off tomorrow and it's going to be darker than it has been in the past for many people, that their clock's going to be off a little bit. So this may be uh, one of the few advantages that I have of being a person who wakes up in the dark normally that it, my body's not going to know any difference. Exactly. So you and I are the same, right? I get to I get up, you know, just before five every morning. It's still going to be dark. Yeah. So it's not going to impact me that much in the morning. However, it will in the evening as it, the light stays, it stays much lighter. And, you know, within a few weeks here, we'll be light till, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock at right, night. Without, right. uh, yep. Well, I, I know that I am a person that is very much affected by the amount of sunlight that I get. You know, if we have several days where it's just cloudy and dreary, I, I am just dragging those days. And I go home and I turn every light in my house on thinking thinking that that's helping me. Is that helping me? 
Yeah, it actually does, especially in the winter. You know, you know, seasonal affective disorder is not something that people should laugh at or think that it doesn't exist. The amount of sunlight that we get uh, certainly can impact not only our mood. If you look at what happens now, you know, depression in the winter, much higher than it is in the summer, slower metabolism in the winter. That's why we put on more weight in the winter. We're not out doing things that are more active and pleasing to us. So certainly, you know, the change as we go into the summer certainly will impact not only our physical health, but our mental health. And like you said, sometimes it's just having light and awareness around you instead of it being dark. Many, many, many. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think something happened to Kevin's line, Kevin's phone line. Those people at the Time Change Institute, they don't like people talking against <laughs> the time change. Uh, we'll get him back on the phone line here in a second. But, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, this kind of thing, you know, definitely has an effect. In fact, uh, Kevin had sent me some statistics of a study that was done uh, 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 comparing millions, millions of people across the U.S. and also Sweden. And uh, it was found that uh, there are quite a few changes, uh, dangerous changes that could happen to people during this uh, daylight saving time week that we're going through. Kevin, I don't know if you could hear me on hold here, but I was talking about those stats that you sent me of a higher chance of heart attack during this week, all because of the time change. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm a boring speaker, but you don't have to hang up on me mid-call. <laughs> but, you know, but you know when I disagree with you on something, I don't even want to debate it. I'm just going to hang up. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really interesting. This week, we'll see a, a large increase in in heart attacks and fatal car accidents, the number of strokes, hmm. uh, workplace injuries. And people say, well, how can you say that? You know, how do you even know that those stats are, are specific? And what we do is we, we compare what happens this week and the next week here with us in daylight savings time change with the countries that don't change. So we look at the rates and say, wait a second, what is the only variable that has changed here? And it's the time change. So certainly trying to figure out why there's more stress on the heart. Certainly there's more stress on us individually. But why is there more stress on the heart? And why does it cause more strokes? Yeah, and that's why they compared it against Sweden, I guess, because they they don't change their time, apparently. Correct. You know, if you look at Sweden, you look at us as far as health benefits and how we, we, we match up pretty well with them when we look at how our health is as a country. So this is one that we can look and say, the only thing that changed in the environment here is the time change, because we haven't changed anything with medications, we haven't changed anything with diet. So certainly, it gives us a great balance, and it's a great way to run a controlled study without really running it. Yeah, depression apparently is higher for the next week or so, uh, weight gain, headaches, uh, slowed metabolism. Uh, so I, I would think that maybe you would be for not changing uh, the times as they are now debating in Congress. I, you know, for me, I, it, I, I would rather they not change it. Also, I guess people on farms uh, like the the time change, but it's something that they're going to be deciding, I guess, fairly soon, of whether or not we're going to continue to do that or not. Yeah, it is going to be looked at, and it used to be. For farmers, and that I still try to get my arms around that. You know, Ben Franklin was one of the people that said it, and he made it actually as a joke. And certainly, as we do it, 
having light as late as it is in the evening during the summer really probably doesn't make a lot of sense for the general public. Certainly makes it much more difficult for people to go to sleep as they normally would have in the winter. And that's probably the biggest thing is try to stay on your schedule as much as you. Uh Oh, not again. Are you serious? We lost the phone line again. Seem to be one of those kind of mornings. All right. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick little break here and we'll figure out what's going on on the phones and hopefully uh, get Dr. Kevin Most back on the line with us. Dean Richard Sunday morning and phone emporium. Apparently there's some problem in our phone system. There's some bug in our phone system that our uh, engineering department is trying to, has been trying to figure out. It's been something which is uh, going on. I, I wish it wasn't happening, uh, but uh, we're at the at the mercy of the uh, phone gods on this to try to get it repaired so hopefully uh it won't happen again uh and certainly certainly dr kevin most uh, i don't think we've ever disconnected from somebody three times during one interview so we'll see if you can break the record here today you know dean in my years of doing this i've always had good relations with the engineers so i maybe Maybe they didn't get a good night's sleep uh, last night or something. I'm maybe, not sure. maybe their circadian <laughs> rhythms are off. That's <laughs> that could a, be. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm told that it's something within the uh, actual hardware of the – I don't know. Somebody came in during the break and explained it to me, and I've already forgotten what they've said. So uh-huh. <laughs> they're, they're working on it is all I know. So that's, that's what we have to uh, worry about. But here's the question that I was going to ask you before we were so rudely interrupted. Uh, is there anything that we – I mean, we know this is probably going to happen to most people, uh, this deprivation of uh, sunlight until we make the new adjustment. Uh, with daylight saving time, is there anything that we can do to sort of counterbalance it uh, while we are going through this transition? You know, probably the biggest thing is, one, try to stay on your regular schedule that you normally do because your wake-up time doesn't change, but your sleep time at night often will. Two, try to get outside and try to be active in the afternoons and evenings as much as you possibly can. That will allow your body to at least start to feel the need for sleep. Um, and then probably the most important is be careful what you're drinking as you go into the evening. In the summer, we might have a tendency to have alcohol later in the evening, which certainly doesn't help our sleep. And anybody who drinks caffeinated products certainly should be careful about what time they're stopping that. Um, because really, again, it's going to be the sunlight is telling you to stay. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. All right. Well, let's let's try to get him again. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. So he was saying, I'm just going to pretend that I'm Dr. Most and see if anyone uh, notices. Yeah. You know, you should stay away from caffeinated beverages, uh, you know, at the end of the day, because that's going to throw uh, throw things off. You know what I want to ask him if uh, we're ever, ever, ever able to uh, keep Dr. Most on the line for more than uh, 20 seconds. Uh, I wanted to find out if uh, vitamin D makes uh, any sort of factor here at all. We all know when there is a lack of sunshine that our doctors uh, tell us to uh, take plenty of vitamin D. That's exactly what mine told me, and I do it all year round. I do, too. I've started taking a supplement uh, as well, which explains my bright and cheery disposition. (laughs) 
<laughs> most <laughs> of the time. <laughs> Just wait till tomorrow morning. I probably shouldn't be buying the generic brand. I probably shouldn't get <laughs> Uh, but I think we have, at least for a few seconds anyway, we have Dr. Kevin Most uh, back on, there on, he is. on the line with us. So does would vitamin D help during this transitional time, Kev? Oh, absolutely. You know, when we look at vitamins, and there's obviously many vitamins are very important, but vitamin D is really kind of a special vitamin. You know, uh, to show how important it is, we make our own vitamin D. And that's one of the good things about summer is it allows us to make vitamin D naturally. But I can tell you that people almost to the T will have a deficiency in vitamin D. So it's, it's about bone health. You know, people say you need vitamin D for stronger bone health, but it decreases inflammation. It helps our immune system. There's a lot of things it does. It's very good for your heart and heart disease. So certainly taking a supplement of vitamin D every day, Swanee, is a very good thing to do. You know, we talk about, well, we're going to be outside in the sun now all the time. Won't that help? It'll certainly help with some protection, or excuse me, with some production of vitamin D. But we're also telling people, hey, make sure you wear sunscreen so you don't get skin cancer, right. which decreases that. Right. So we've got to make sure we balance it and making sure that you're either getting a good dietary or having a supplement on a regular basis is important. I would yeah. imagine that uh, dosage depends on the person. But in general, uh, how many uh, units of uh, vitamin D should a person be taking? I think I take 500. Yeah. yeah, 500 is good. 600 is good. And they, they say, well, is that milligrams or what? It's called IU, international units. That's how we measure vitamin D. So the gel caps that you're going to take, some of them will go up to 1,000. If you do, don't take more than one of those a day. But anywhere from 500 to 600 is great. As we age and get older, the importance of vitamin D for our immune system as well as our bone health will make us increase that dose a little bit to over 700 for those over the age mm. of 70. Can you take too much? Well, you can take too much. You know, vitamin D is, you know, vitamin D, vitamin E, A, and K are all stored in our, in our body. You can, can build up some storage from them, and certainly you can take too much vitamin D. But probably more importantly is to make sure that you talk to your doctor because vitamin D does interact with some other medications. Mm, okay. So you might want to make sure how you're taking it. All right. And, and in what uh, foods would we naturally find vitamin D? If we don't want to take supplements, well, but we want to increase the uh, foods which contain vitamin D? Yeah, so fatty fish, so salmon, even canned tuna is really good for mm. it. And then if you think about it, before everyone said, well, you know, milk is a great source of vitamin D. Milk was not a great source of vitamin D if you just use milk naturally. But the FDA years ago said, hey, we need a source of vitamin D. So now we fortify milk with mm. vitamin D. Yeah. So, you know, milk, yogurt, Orange juice is a great one as well, but uh, those are probably the dietary aspects of where you're going to get some vitamin D. All right. Let's see if we can squeeze in. Uh, heaven forbid we should go back to the phones and, uh, and see what happens. But <laughs> we, have, we have Missy, who's been standing by to ask you a question. Missy, you're on WGN, hopefully for more than 10 seconds. Thank you so much. I just love you guys. Thank you. And as much as I listen to you, I still have a COVID question. I have a friend who um, had symptoms early last week and then didn't. She seemed fine. She tested negative. I had dinner with her Thursday night, and Friday morning she tested positive. And I had a wedding shower yesterday, a bridal shower, and I'm just 
really curious about what you assuming that I caught COVID from her and vaccinated, um, what is when can I transmit it to other people? When would I transmit it to other people? So for how yeah, long this, how know, long is she contagious, I guess, right? Yeah, it is. It's a kind of, it's contagiousness as well as do you have any symptoms or do you feel fine right now? I can tell you, my mom just told me yesterday that she now is positive for COVID and she's concerned about spreading it as well. So this is still a common question. So really, the bad thing about COVID is just like influenza. You can spread it before you even have symptoms. You can spread it while you have symptoms. I usually tell people 10 days from the time of exposure, um, it, it will be your contagious time. The most contagious is obviously those first three to five days. But unfortunately, studies have shown that you can still spread it even up to 10 days. Uh, thank you. And when can I get another vaccination? Well, if you're fully work? vaccinated and you've gotten the two boosters, the bivalent boosters, you're still set for right now. We'll probably be pumping up another one, I would imagine, sometime late summer, early fall. Um, but right now, you should be good, especially now if you tested positive, because now you'll have natural immunity <laughs> as well as your vaccinated immunity. I thought of that. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for the call, Missy. Andy, uh, just on this subject, how are you feeling? Andy's the latest on this yeah. show, too. Yeah, uh, Andy, last fall week. Fall to the COVID. Yeah, I'm still, uh, you know, I'm not experiencing the same symptoms, but uh, it really knocked me out. I'm, I'm still a little, uh, little lethargic, a little tired, but uh, feeling better every day. So does that well, mean, great. Does, yeah. that, does that mean, if so if he's still not feeling 100%, uh, that doesn't mean that he's contagious, right? Oh, no, no. He just had the after, after effects of it. You know, the inflammation is still there. And now he's just playing catch up to get back to his normal, you know, body status. So, okay. you know, I, I would not be concerned about, you know, getting COVID from Andy at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, a quick text question. Uh, ask Dr. Most, do you need to take vitamin K in order for vitamin D to be absorbed into your system? Ah, boy, these, yeah, some very smart listeners. So, yeah, vitamin K and vitamin D interact with each other and help for absorption. Um, and certainly we get enough vitamin K, you know, throughout our diets usually without any problems. So, but it's a very good question that the two are definitely linked. So, uh, you know, since most of us are taking vitamin D supplements, do we now, now need to also start taking vitamin K? Or should it, it does a multivitamin? I mean, is is that what we? Yeah, should, oh, definitely, should definitely the multivitamin does. You know, and if you eat salads, that certainly will, you know, has a high source of vitamin K in it as well. You know, there's a lot of different areas that, um, besides just spinach and kale and things like that, but certainly, you know, greens will definitely do it. If you like broccoli, if you have soybeans at any time, you know, carrots. Um, there's a whole bunch of. Uh, food sources for vitamin k but they are it's also included in almost every multivitamin right now uh i've always wondered this when i'm shopping for vitamins uh are gel caps better than conventional tablets well i personally think they are and the reason is if you think of even something like advil right advil comes as a pill and also comes as a gel cap what happens in our stomach is the gel cap essentially dissolves and when it does that fluid then is released Fluid takes up a bigger body surface area than a pill does. So two things. One, it's less irritating to the stomach. And two, it'll be absorbed quicker. 
So I'm a big fan of gel caps. I don't think people come in saying, you know what, I I take these gel caps and I have stomach upset, whereas other people certainly will have stomach upset with um, just some of the pill forms. So I'm a big fan of those, and I'm a big fan of uh, gummies. All right. So uh, uh, if you're keeping a scorecard, uh, Dr. Kevin Most was disconnected by our faulty uh, telephone system four times during the show today. We'll see if anyone can beat your record today. Hey, it's always nice to be the leader in the clubhouse early. Now you've you've set the goal. (laughs) Dr. Kevin Most, very competitive in everything that he does. (laughs) Chief Medical Officer at Central DuPage Hospital. Have a great day, Kev. Thank you. You got it, guys. Take care.